Welcome to the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Podcast, co-hosted by executive business coach Elizabeth Curry and serial entrepreneur John Brooks. This podcast is for profitable business owners who want to make a difference in their lives while making an impact in the world and to ultimately transform generations. So welcome, Elizabeth. What are we talking Hello, about this John. week? Are we talking about Chinese spy balloons or chat GPT? What's the what's the story <laughs> this week? Listen, I'm going to keep it nice and monotonely boring for the best purposes. What are the <laughs> habits that have changed our lives that maybe everybody else could use a little bit of maybe encouragement around? Okay, so talk to us. Let's rapid fire this. What is a habit, Elizabeth, that you've implemented in your life that has changed it? starting the day off at every single, it's the same time every day, regardless of what the agenda is. So okay. my day starts at 7.30, regardless of what the agenda is on their agenda. How do you do that? Because that means you have to go to bed at the same time every <laughs> single day. Is that right? So here's something interesting, John. I love the question. So I have a 19-year-old and when she graduated school and as she was going into her life through school, I never changed my schedule. So I want you to hear that the same schedule that we had as a household when she was in kindergarten was the same schedule that we had when she was a freshman in high school all the way through her senior year. We just chose not to give ourselves that flexibility. Just because she was driving herself to school that I no longer had to get in the car didn't mean I was going to lounge around in my PJs for another hour and not start the day. So I already had the habit of what time is bedtime because we do have to go to school the next day. So when that variable got taken out, I just chose to live in that same schedule because dare I say that my body was used to it, my routine was used to it. So why go changing something when you know it works and all I was gonna do is give myself permission to loaf around. So why not stay in that same time block and be productive with it? So that's one of mine. I still wake up and still start my day at the same time as if my kid were in kindergarten. That's <laughs> a good success habit. And I would like to adopt that one because I do not go to bed at the same time every night. and. My kids wake up at, at different times, but I also have, you know, very young children. So sometimes yeah. they wake up at, at different funny times and you got to take care of them. So awesome. What a good success habit. I'm jealous. Yeah. Well, listen, but remember I said kindergarten, right? It started happening when she was in kindergarten. So give yourself some grace to get there, right? <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> What's one of yours, John? What is something you still hold on to? So one of the most valuable ones that I have done is I cut cable. So I, I replaced a bad habit with a good habit. So I don't, you know, sometimes I'll watch Netflix. I only watch Netflix if I'm in the sauna. So I'm like getting a health benefit at the same time. And, you know, I, I watch like a lot of uh, good shows. But anyway, so I, I definitely um, from that. Let's see. So, so when I stopped watching TV, the thing that I replaced that with was getting a head start on the next day. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I would actually, you know, make sure everything was set out the night before and that I knew exactly what was going on the next day and for the next week. So on Sundays, I would get together with my wife, we'd plan out the entire week. And then in the morning, we would actually get together and do a gratitude exercise and this is all this all only happened because I cut out TV because I wasn't staying up late anymore and I could wake up early and actually have a conversation with my wife because I had the sleep that I needed to have. And, it, and all of this just basically 
allowed me because I got the sleep that I needed to have because I stopped watching TV. It allowed me to create all of these other abundant success habits that actually drive my life in the direction that I want it to go. And then also I start realizing like I'm not as much of a negative person anymore because I don't actually know what's going on because I don't need to know 90% of this stuff that's going on because it doesn't impact me directly. And if, if it's important, someone else will tell me about it. <laughs> mm. Okay. I like that one. So by breaking the TV of cable and, and the cycle of watching the same thing, you got into gratitude, right? Um, so here's another one for you, John. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know how popular we're going to be when we're done with these, but they sure are important hacks. I'll tell you it's that, all right? We're um, being real. We, yeah. So one of the big ones in our household is, well, I got to give you a little context. We are very farm to table type of eaters. And part of that dialogue and that lifestyle happened when my husband got diagnosed with MS with multiple sclerosis. And the doctors looked at us and said, hey, listen, if it comes in a box or if it's in a bag, chances are it's not good for you to eat and digest, right? And then I'm not gonna get into all of the different things, but you know what? I started looking at those ingredients and I started looking at what makes what's in the box so good and what makes what's in the bag so good. And there were things like preservatives in there and things that I knew our body just wasn't meant to digest. And so then we started going off of this, how natural can we eat, right? So like the only thing in my box in the pantry right now is Cheerios. And that's because I haven't figured out a way of how to make those at home, right? But that's the only thing that's in a box. But that forces us every Saturday morning, while usually it's after brunch time, somewhere between brunch and lunch, we sit down and we plan out all three meals for the following week. So it is a breakfast, lunch, and dinner conversation. Now, I want people to hear that planning them out doesn't mean that you're having bad food or that you're doing leftovers or that you're not going out. I can actually plan my meal and say, Friday night, we're ordering out. But at least we know it, at least we see it coming. And then the meal prep, not only does it mean that we're eating really, really good foods, we're also being intentional. I don't like to waste, John. I, I hate seeing leftover food that we don't eat or we made too much. And so we get very purposeful about our portion sizes because we're picking what we're going to eat. And I will tell you that out of the five days a week, four of them we're eating fresh means nothing was ever frozen. And so even just meal planning to be able to say, how can I be have a successful week? Because if you know what you're eating, your energy is up. You know where your protein's coming from. You know what your goodness is happening to your brain because you're giving it the right things. And then, oh, by the way, you're not spending wasteless money by going to the grocery store more than once in a week. Nobody needs that. And you're also going as far as to say, am I nutritionally balanced? Because when you plan out all your meals and you see all of your categories, I'm not having cheeseburger three days a week, even though I would love to have a cheeseburger every day of the week. <laughs> That's amazing. So what you're actually, what I think we're actually talking about on this podcast is energy management. Ooh, energy because... management. Because that's what we're really just, I mean, you know, you're like, hey, what's my success habit? You're like, well, I'm at the same exact time. I go to bed. I, I wake up at this time. I eat I eat purposefully for my for my body and I'm looking to eat whole foods mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And I'm talking about, you know, making sure I'm not spending energy on stuff that's negative and then I'm replacing it with stuff that actually fuels me. I mean, we're talking about just straight up energy management because it's funny because my next habit I was going to say was like, I drink a ton of water and I feel great all the time and I sauna every single day so I don't get sick. I don't have these things. My energy is not zapped by not doing the basics that my body needs. I listen to my body and that gives me the energy to stay consistent so I can actually have success in my business and in my life and with my family. So like what we're talking about is energy management here. 
Yeah. And not only energy too, I'm also appreciating the fact that we are both in different stages in life and we're looking for different things. And, and I think that's the next thing I'd like to chat about is like, just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you or vice versa, but find what works for you. Because I think too much we get into this. I mean, gosh, John, I was at Barnes and Noble the other day. I love still scrolling through an actual <laughs> bookstore. Okay, I actually do too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at this whole self-help aisle. And listen, I think everybody needs all the help that they can get and they should get all of it, right? But the reality was, is that the themes through these books were my best habit or my morning this and my habitual that. And listen, it's great to find a model, but don't try to put yourself in a box that that model is not serving you. And so some folks, you know, there was back in the day where it was cool to get up at four o'clock in the morning and do all these things between like four and seven. John, I tried that once. I was like, I am not your 4 a.m. girl. That is just not going to happen. But I also started recognizing from there, what were the things that I did like about waking up early that were going to be my own routine? So the next thing I'd like to throw into the conversation is find your habit and find your energy plan versus thinking that you just need to copy everybody else's. And then you wonder why it's not working for you. It's not the plan. It's just that it wasn't for you. Oh, that's so good. And one thing as you were saying that made me think, you know, there's habits that you have that you just want to make that are bad and you want to make them harder to do. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like one of like, I had to delete TikTok from my phone. That stuff is addictive. I now hide the Facebook. Uh, I deleted it on my phone so I can only go Facebook on my computer. So I can only, you know, open it and, and doom scroll basically at a certain, mm. at a certain point in time. And when I do it, I don't do it as much. And I get all these hours back. Because I don't, I'm not getting sidetracked by all these things because I'm making them more difficult. It's just like in, in our house, my wife loves sweets. She's always bringing in chocolate. And I mean, she's pregnant. I give her a little bit of a break right now, but like there's always just stuff. And now I'm finding my daughter's hiding stuff under her bed. I'm like, okay, just like your mom. But I ask my wife very intentionally, can you please remove that? Because if it's in the refrigerator and I open it and I see that candy bar, I'm eating that thing. Like I do mm -hmm. not have, I do not have any self-control. So for people who have like no self-control, you need to make it harder for you to even get access to it or even for it to be a possibility to be on your mind. So take the candy bar, take the candy, make if you're if your significant other isn't on board, make them hide it in their car and eat it in their car. <laughs> like literally just find another way to get it out of arm's reach because that is you can control your environment, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Control your environment as much as possible, enlist, you know, get other people on board with with your vision of how you want your your life to be be like hey like i eat a candy bar every single time you put it in the fridge if it would mean a lot to me because i'm trying to get healthy because of xyz reasons if you could do that somewhere else um or you know just like delete the tiktok app delete the facebook app delete the stuff that's no longer serving you where it would force you to have to download that app again to get back on it it's just like an extra layer of of making those bad habits more difficult to get access to yeah, because what I'm also hearing you say is, is that we don't all have to believe that we have to have this high level of self-control, right? It is only going to take you so natural. And so you could look at that candy bar. Every time you open the refrigerator door, it could be staring you at the face. And you're three out of four times, maybe you're like, no, I'm not going to do it. But then there's that one time, right? So we also need to enlist the support of other people. And I think that some of the things you and I've been talking about, whether it's a team of advisors, whether it's a community of people, you need to have a team of people around you in different instances to serve different purposes, right? Um, I did this crazy thing, John, a couple of years ago, and oh I signed up to run a marathon. <laughs> 
I didn't finish the marathon. And at the time, I thought it was a failure that I didn't finish the marathon. I had to actually sit back in my own reflection to really realize what significance running the marathon had and what were the things that came out of it, both positive and negative, right? And yet what I recognize about that time in my life is the community of people that I had around me, right? So my husband knew that Saturdays were long run days. That mean I was going to be gone three or four hours into my jam. And he was the guy that said, what kind of protein do you need in the morning to make sure that he was helping me get my day started? He was not the kind of partner that said, oh, you don't need to get up. You don't need to run today. Wouldn't it be nice just to stay in? Let's stay in a little longer. Let's have brunch. So going back to our habits, the people that we have around us, this community to help us with the things that are important to us too. And then post the marathon, it was, okay, what does your life look like now? And there were some really great habits that came out of that. Like I tell people all the time, I am not a runner, but I will run. There's something to be said about that. It's so important. I think it even starts there before even just discussing the habits is who's going to help you get those habits set and who's going to support you when things get tough. And I think the most important thing is your significant other, honestly, mm. your, your your spouse or your significant other, because they're so directly ingrained in your life. Like you have to find them, find, find a way for them to be on board with you setting that habit. Like I, I'm trying to go to bed at nine 30. My wife likes to stay up until 1130. And I said, look, this is why I need to go to bed at this time could you support me in that? And this is really important because I need to wake up at this time because of the kids at this time and lay out the vision of why it's important. Now she goes to bed earlier, right? And now it's actually benefiting both of us because she was on board with it. So, but if she wasn't, then it would be, you know, she'd come in and wake me up and then, you know, I wouldn't actually get the sleep I need to get. So you want to make sure when you're setting these habits, don't just like set them and not tell them anybody, tell anybody about it you know, tell everybody about it first and say why it's important and ask for their support and see if they would be open. I mean, it sounds silly to ask your significant other, like, Hey, can you support me? But like, really Mm -hmm. just sit down and be like, Hey, like, can we get on the same page here? Like, I really want to see change in this because it's going to make a meaningful difference in this and tell them your whole vision of the importance of it and see if they would be and do it in a nice, pleasant way. Right. Everybody's on a full, full stomach and then say, and then I know that's going to require (laughs) this from you. And, and that's going to be a change for you. And would you be willing to make that minor change so I can have this major change? It would mean the world to me, right? And you want to, it just makes it easier. So make it easy on yourself to have those habit change. Because if you're trying to get healthy and your significant other is bringing home a pizza every day, like it's just, and you don't have self-control and you don't have that actual conversation about getting on the same page, it's going to be very, it's going to be very difficult for you because you, you don't yeah. have that much willpower. Like you said, you only have so much in a day. Uh, and if you kind of restrict all of the bad influences together as a couple, it's going to be a huge, it's going to make a huge difference for you. Yeah. What I'm hearing you talk about is alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, we all grow in different stages. Um, just because we are in a partnership or in relationship, a marriage, a significant other label it, whatever you want to label it, title it, however you want to title it, you have to be in alignment with this other human that you are either doing life with or that you're doing business with, because sometimes they're not the same people, right? Like my business partners, are I'm not doing life with them. I'm doing business with them. And even that alignment has to be in place, right? Because if you don't have the alignment on, hey, John, what are some of the, our best practices as business partners, right? It's kind of like having that conversation about what's important to you, what's important to me, how do we achieve together? How do we win together? And it all takes an alignment. That's a habit. So like, 
Let's what, talk about oh, that. Like my wife and I, our relationship is phenomenal and I love her and I think the world of her, she's amazing. And we she get is. out of alignment a lot. But the reason why our relationship works so well is because neither of us are afraid to have that habit of like, hey, if things are not going the way we want, we're talking about it that day, that mm -hmm. moment. And we're doing it in a very respectful way where both partners are open to it and we're both willing to make the adjustment. But that's honestly, that's a success habit. And that's a success habit in business too. Because if you're moving so fast and you're not having the fierce conversations that you need to have, then you're going to get off track fast. And you start having a gap between the two people. And if there's a big enough gap, sometimes you can't bring it back together. So you want to, if one person's changing here, you want the other person to catch up and, and make sure that you're still uh, in the same area as the other person. So I, I don't know. I think that that might be, you know, a huge takeaway. I just realized that that is a habit that honestly might be the most important one. It's just getting and, and real so on a day-to-day -day basis getting real on a day-to-day -day basis and not forgetting that you are doing life with another human, right? That, that is not just one person's show or one person's goals or one person's mission, that you are doing this stuff together. Um, so I'll throw in another habit. Okay. It happens to be that our wedding anniversary is in September. And to me, September is always like the beginning of business planning season. And so my husband, not naturally the business planner or not naturally the goal setter, we take our anniversary to anchor time away so we connect and we start with our reflection. So the first thing that we do that third week of September is, hey, we look at each other and it's like, how did we do? Like, are we high-fiving each other? What were the wins? And then, man, what were those things that just stung a little bit? So we literally carve out a three-day weekend where we get off site because we work at home and we have a property that we're always at here. So being at home means you're always doing something. So you want to take it off site. And we start out with a little bit of reflection on how did we do? And then we'll segue into business planning, if you will, family planning before I business plan. And I say that because my husband's in a different season of his life where He's a published author. He doesn't have to business plan at the same level that I do, but it comes family planning first. John, ever since we started doing family planning, goal setting became a lot easier because he knew why we were doing what we were doing versus me going, hey, come on, everybody. We just got to go this way. Just follow me. I'm mom. I'm wife. Just listen to me, right? Getting his buy-in. And then I have us do the core value exercise. And then we bring our daughter into this. So ever since she was about 14 or 15 years old, I've brought her into the core value conversation. So before we even talk about what business and investing looks like for us, we talk about what does our family look like for us? And that kicks off business planning season in our house. That's awesome. I like want to come to your house and observe this. Maybe this should be like a conference where we get together with a bunch of entrepreneurs who want to do this plan because yeah. I think planning is the success habit, making sure that you sit down and actually reflect on what went well, what didn't go well, and then minimizing the stuff that didn't go well and then maximizing the stuff that did go well and having that plan together as a couple and as a family. I mean, gosh, like I want, I want all of that. That's a, that's an incredible yeah. habit. So Elizabeth, leave us with one more habit that really has changed your life. Always be learning. The, the day you wake up and you think you have known, you know it all, you have lost the day. Mm. Always be learning. So what does that look like for you? Is that podcast? Is that books? Is that- That's everything, John. So it's, it's I, I am always reading sometimes, something, sometimes I'm rereading things. So that, I think that's another piece to this. You don't always have to go buy another book. 
you may just have to scroll through either what you've got downloaded or look at your shelf and go, what do I need to hear again? Because maybe it didn't stick around the first time, right? The lessons that keep showing up in life is because you haven't learned them yet. So you might as well just stop and take a minute and stop and learn the lesson. And so it's, and sometimes it's even talking to people like you, right? I'll randomly text you and be like, hey, what are you reading right now? Right. So going back to those people in that community that you surround yourself with, always be learning, either be listening to something or be reading something. But you've got to always be learning. Yeah, I love that. I, I'm the same way. I, I have to learn. Like, I actually don't feel like my life is growing if I'm not. So that's just like ingrained in me. I think a lot of people uh, love, love learning, but you also have to be careful about infotainment, <laughs> which would, I would say is the downside because that's like, you know, most universities now you don't, you don't use anything that you learn and it just becomes, you're paying a high price tag for something that you're never going to use. So I'm very purposeful with my learning on making sure that I'm learning something that I know I'm going to execute on and use at some point in my life and not just learning for the sake of learning, but learning to actually make an impact. And so that's been something that I've been really purposeful about. But anyway, that's the wrap for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Lifestyle Entrepreneur, and we'll be back next week. Thanks again.